and welcome everyone to Films of the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Howdy, y'all. I felt it was and kind of fitting to say that because this is movies about a horse. So, howdy. Ah, yes. There you go. And Nicole <laughs> is also on. Hi. And tonight, as Jess alluded to a second ago, we are doing Horse Girl, a Netflix film, a 2020 film. Uh, Horse Girl. Um, we kinda, we're kind of we kind of in a pinch time right now with some upcoming schedules, so we were like, we just got to pick something. And uh, this was trending on Netflix. It was new to Netflix. It has an actress I really like in it, Alison Brie. Um, so well, I was just like, yeah, let's just do this one. Maybe it'll be interesting. And, uh, well, uh, Horse Girl is about it a was socially... Interesting. <laughs> Horse Girl is about a socially awkward woman with a fondness for arts and crafts, horses, and supernatural crime shows. She finds herself increasingly in lucid dreams that trickle into her waking life. I like that definition because it gives you a little taste, but it doesn't actually tell you what's going to happen. Uh, so that's that's pretty... If, if that sounds enticing to you, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, this is directed by Jeff Banna, who I did not realize has actually done a bunch of things. He directed the films Joshi, uh, Life After Beth, and The Little Hours. I've only seen one of those, and there's The Little Hours, and I did not care for that movie actually that much. Um, but he's also... Wait, I thought wor- this was done by um, the Duplass brothers. They produced it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they still direct their own stuff, but they do a lot of production stuff now, because indie people like them like working with them the one duplice is in here jay the uh yeah the i saw brother. him yeah. yeah i don't i don't see him act as much i see mark act a lot more yeah but, not um, me neither i didn't even know he actually did act until i saw this and i was like wait he looks familiar i'm like oh yeah he is one of the brothers yeah he's in a couple of things but yeah usually it's mark that doing the acting um and then he's also so he he's directed those I don't movies know either of those people <laughs> mark or jay duplice you never seen i've never made you watch uh, the puffy chair or um, no. safety not, not guaranteed. No. I only recently known them just because I watched one of their HBO shows and they had a spiel after each episode where they talked about it. So that's only reason why I really know them. And then I just watched. Um, oh, and then I just watched what was it? That Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon TV show, and Mark Duplass was one of the main characters in that too. I was say you sounded a lot more educated on these two than I thought you'd be. I didn't know you'd be such yeah, so I'm so impressed. knowledgeable of the Duplass brothers. That's very good. Oh, it's only that one HBO show I watched, really. <laughs> you pulled it off. Uh, he also worked for Robert Zemeckis and David O. Russell, two pretty big directors. Both have been nominated for Best Pictures, and I think they've both won director. I don't know if David. I don't know if David O. Russell has. I'm pretty. Robert Zemeckis did. Um, but yeah, he's he's a he's a seasoned cameraman. Uh, season director and uh, Allison Brie. I like her a lot. Do you guys have an opinion on Allison Brie? I didn't know how old she was. I go- I googled she it. She has gotten like, old. She's been how old for a while. is this girl? Is she? She's almost forty. She's thirty-seven. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I, I, mean, I knew her. She was like forty-three. I knew her first <laughs> from Mad Men, which you know aired first aired over ten years ago. So I mean, it stands to reason she would be in her in her late thirties now. Um, but she yeah, looks I, so I, young in this movie. She looks young. You should. She looks young in everything. She like she's just, she's got that. When she was on a Community, she I think she was like twenty four, twenty five when she was playing an eighteen year old, and I bought it. Like I didn't. I, I didn't think anything of it. Well, everyone twenty five plays an eighteen year old. Yeah, but she actually like looked like she was eighteen, as opposed to some of the other actors who are playing that young that did not look like that. I think I saw age. she's also married to one of the Franco brothers. I forgot which one. Dave. She's married to Dave. Older than Dave as well. Interesting. 
I know that they don't look alike whatsoever, but I get Allison Brie and Allison Williams mixed up all the time. So whenever you say Allison Brie, I'm like, oh, the one that played Peter Pan, but that's not her. That was <laughs> oh, Allison from Williams. Get Out. <laughs> that's her, so, right? Yeah, so I always get them mixed up for some reason, even though they, they do not look anything alike. <laughs> I always do it's Allison Brie. Their first I always do Allison Brie and Brie Larson because they're both Brie's, but they're not. The... Yeah, someone did yeah, that. Again, not similar at all, though. Not similar actresses. <laughs> Or looking. Yeah. That's like uh, me being like, oh, you know, Bree Cheese, House and Bree. <laughs> so similar. Yeah. yeah, very similar. All right, so Horse Girl, it's on Netflix. <laughs> this has other couple of the people in it, two people recognize Debbie Ryan, Josh Reynolds, Molly Shannon's in here. As we said, Jay Duplass, Paul Reiser, I think, is in one scene. Um, so if you have any interest in a quirky, uh, but also goes into weird places kind of movie. This this could be up your alley. It's on Netflix. Quirky is an understatement. That's why it starts quirky and then it goes places. So if that if if starts quirky and goes places, something you like, then you might want to watch this if that's what you want to do. Then on Netflix, yeah, I already did that. Uh, we're gonna spoil it now, so go check it out. We rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, and like I said, the first thir- third to half of this movie plays out somewhat conventionally. We're introduced to Sarah, who is Alison Brie's character. Um, she's She works at a craft store. She's kind of shy and awkward. More so than you know as the movie goes, but it kind of starts out like she's just kind of like a quirky little character. You know, she goes to a horse stable and watches this girl use the old horse that she used to own, but she doesn't really have a relationship to the girl. Uh, but, you know, tries to give her lots of tips and tricks. Uh, her friend is Molly Shannon at the at the arts and crafts store that they work at. She has a roommate uh, that's Debbie Ryan's character who has a boyfriend who's trying to be a rapper and he smokes a lot of pot and he doesn't really like uh, and <laughs> Brie. Um, and then he also has a friend who uh, on on her birthday, which is early on in the film, the four of them hang out, get drunk, smoke, and uh, the, the two hit it off, Sarah and Darren, who just so happens to have the same name as one of her favorite uh, TV show characters. Uh, what is that fucking show called? That, Purgatory. The, the, Purgatory. <laughs> Purgatory. How could I forget? Purgatory. Because everyone's seen Purgatory, except no one's seen Purgatory. It's like one of the... It looks like a, a cross between like a sci-fi original and a CW show. Like that's... I, th- that's like, I think it's... Isn't the actor in this sh- fake show also the actor from Criminal Minds? I I don't... I, I think you said it, that, but I don't, not, I don't they, watch... They picked someone that was like exactly like that guy. So I thought that she was watching Criminal Minds. <laughs> so that's... That's Something a- that you can very easily get sucked into re- as reality. Yes, and then as we learn more about her, we learn about uh, some family history of not not doing well with reality. Um, that's our <laughs> setup, though, and then I, I won't do the whole second half. I'll do, she has some family history of mental illness, some things are revealed about her mother and her grandmother, um, and then she starts having dreams, and then lots of weird stuff happens for the last act of the movie. So, uh you know, what, what, uh, uh, Nicole. Yeah, Nicole. What do you help me out? What do you think of the plot of this movie? I mean, it's hard to say right now when that's not even really getting into the to the bones of this. I mean, the plot is really when we get the the twist of of what's going on with with um what's her name Sarah with Sarah. Yeah, what, what the the twist of what her mind's doing to her and maybe what the world is doing to her we don't really know (laughs) um but i mean if we if i if we just want to talk about the setup you know to this point and the build-up and the character 
grounding and all these things. I mean, it was, like you said, very straightforward. It was, um, it wasn't bland, but it was just there. You know, I didn't feel weirded out by her yet. You know, I thought she was a little quirky, but thought that, you know, was really interested in watching the, the dating going on with her and Darren. I thought that was, you know, a, a nice story to follow in here. They did that really great. And I like the relationship that she has with her boss, um, Molly Shannon's character. Um, you know, they, they do give us little hints to the plot throughout the whole half, first half of this. So, um, anything that like that is something that I'm intrigued by. You know, I like Easter eggs and I like being led up to, something wild and that's exactly what we got here but um (laughs) uh you know based on what i think about this first half taking into consideration what we'll discuss later with the second half right um i'm going to give the plot three what do you think jess wow that's higher than i thought you would have um (laughs) jess texted me she's like i think i know what nicole's thoughts are on this i'm like <laughs> uh, you might, but I think I think you might I be a little surprised. A, I took a I took a good amount of time to process this movie before I went, jumped into any judgments of what my numbers were going to be. I usually do that, and then I get swayed a different way. I think my own head gave me some persuasion. All right. Well, I think I'm probably being judgmental because I like the first third, not so much the second third. This it's, it's funny when thirds. I first. Well, she I'm was sorry, saving the third two third. Two thirds, yeah. No, she was saying the second third is in the end of the movie. I, she I'm know. in the fraction, oh. two thirds, <laughs> that part. You know what I mean. Um, you like it till till the the till, big big twist. Yeah, like, until I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so yeah, um, it, explain, I suppose. It, it's funny when I first watched this. Um, the girl kind of reminded me of myself because I like Zumba and I like horses, but I'm not as weird as she is. <laughs> And my Zimba class is way better than this instructor's. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> you're just like amateurs, so you're watching it. I know. I'm like, try Latin and fuse Zimba. That's the hard stuff. Um, but it, it's funny. It reminded me of myself a little bit. Um, but I, I really like how it was set up. Um, I thought it had a lot of potential. And if, if it went the same kind of route, I think I would really like this movie. But did a deep dive and I wasn't super fond of it and I was also a little confused watching this like what time period is this because um at first I thought it was like 90s and then she had an iPhone I'm like oh never mind they have smartphones what what gave you 90s vibes I guess it's the way she dressed, the way the people at the art store dressed, um, the movie that she was watching. It's very true. But to like be fair, the, the craft, the craft, uh, the craft store is the craft store in general is stuck in the nineties. The only people who go in there are people. Yeah, that's what I was Who went in say. there thirty I mean, years like, ago? <laughs> yeah, no, I guess so. Um, and then like the music they listened to when they were dancing, like on her birthday and stuff. And the I don't guys know. Raps. I just <laughs> <laughs> the guy rapping his own songs. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but I, I liked i agree with nicole i liked seeing her dating um i liked learning about her mom and her family um i loved her co-workers at work but yeah when it came to like the dreams and stuff that's when i was like ah this is too much for me so i'm probably gonna give this uh probably a two yeah so um plots it goes from like real traditional regular I, I like the thirds breakdown because I'm gonna it's like the 
very traditional regular indie-ish feeling movie where you got like the quirky girl and it's a setup. Then the middle part where you start to realize, oh, she's more than quirky. She's she's not well. Like and like all these little things that seem cute to other people to the audience slowly becomes like, oh, that's not okay. And then as the other characters realize it, that's my favorite part of the movie is the middle the middle third we're gonna call it where everyone around her slowly starts to realize just how off the rails she's about to go and then the third (laughs) act is indeed off the rails um there's a whole lot of weird stuff in there and without we'll talk about that in a second um but as a whole you know there's a there's a mess because how we do the end it's inherently messy but i I like it all the way up till I, i think it's tight all the way up to then and then it chooses to go off the rails but i don't it's not like it was you know trying to tie up real real neat the the very very end i do have a, a little bit of an issue with but i'll give it a three five i i liked this as a plot um and i thought it was it was pretty solid for the most part characters though and i guess it's we can't really avoid the ending too much we kind of have to do that if we're going to talk about all this stuff here so uh sarah's the main character uh i kind of already went through everyone nikki darren uh nikki's the roommate darren's the the boyfriend in quotations um you got joan as uh the lady at the store that she works with uh, molly shannon's character um who else is there ron is he's the he's the plumber guy we'll we talk about him a little bit later um there's that hippie lady that was in a scene but she has a kind of a purpose uh jay duplass is she was like a like a it's a derogatory term i'm very sorry but she was like a like a gypsy <laughs> like a medium yeah she she's she's a medium of some sort she has she has she wants to give her a, like a tarot card reading i think at the been the when they when they meet up um, oh, I wouldn't even of... consider her a real character. She just had one scene. But she has well, two. She actually she has two very important well, things. Uh, though. This is what's the second yes. scene. Um, I guess I don't remember seeing her again. We don't see her again. Well, but... It wasn't necessarily her. It was what she what she oh. Im- implemented okay. into you yeah. Know, without her lifestyle, right? There's there's two big things that she that she does or says or provides that come back later. So okay, I, I yeah, I know what you mean then. That. Um, a lot of the little characters here. The girl on the ranch, the two people who who like watch over the the herd. Her make friend sh- that used to ride horses with her. That's who right. Got d- disabled. disabled. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of little characters in here, but Sarah's obviously the big one that rides and falls on her, as well as a couple other smaller characters. So, going to you, Justice Time. What do you think of the characters in this movie? Um, so I really like the main character. I thought she did her part really well. Um, I feel like she was super authentic and. She definitely, so as the movie progressed, like you said, you realize how crazy she actually was. And I liked her transition because you think in the beginning, oh, she's just this really like nerdy girl that's really nice. But then like she slowly, slowly, slowly gets off the rails. But I like how gradual it is. It's not all of a sudden she's normal and then she's Mm -hmm. just, you know, everywhere. It's, they did it, she did that really well. And I think it's hard to do because. You want your character, the audience, to believe you, and then still kind of believe you when when you're approaching the crazy. But by the time she was just fully crazy, you're just like, okay, yeah, she's she's nuts. Um, but I I really liked how she did that. I loved her friend, her friends at work. Those are my favorite scenes. That scene and the hospital scene, I think, were my favorite scenes. I don't know why or the what one it with was. Plus the in the psychiatrist part. Yeah, and um, when she meets her um, roommate, girl. in quotations, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll talk about that. Yeah, no, no, I, I like 
I don't know what it is about the Harry in the craft store, but I loved the interactions <laughs> with her uh, coworkers, and they just seemed like a like a close knit family. And um, she, you can tell she really enjoys what she does. Um, so that's fun. And I also like how she um interacts with her uh her actual roommate. Like their relationship, you're just like, why do they even live together? I found myself asking myself, I'm like, how did it get to this? I'm just thinking like, I don't know, rando Craigslist thing, and maybe they haven't lived together that long. And probably that's, that's, what that's it all. Seems I like, yeah. I don't think they alluded to any prior friendship or anything. No, they don't seem to know each other prior to living together. Which yeah, I think we have to assume is some something something like that, some sort of quite Craigslist kind of deal. Yes, yeah, so I want to give the characters um a four. Hmm, what do you think, hmm. Nicole? I mean, this is, it's hard to just put this into, you know, numeric value because this is really what the movie is about is these characters and their relationships and it's just crazy and I want to talk about this with you guys for the rest of this time because this is what I think is the most important thing to focus on is is the characters and how they interact. I think that our main character Sarah, she is really just so, I can't even think of the word. I want, it's like so sophisticated. Like there's so much to, to dive into her. Um, you know, she's so innocent in the beginning. The construction and, of the character you know, is sophisticated, not the character's behavior. Exactly. Um, you know, this is a great way to put into the spotlight of how people with mental illness can seem so normal when they're really hiding this god awful thing, you know, that they have to deal with all the time. And, you know, people make fun of them, like, like her roommate and the roommate's boyfriend just make fun of her and talk about her behind her back to a potential boyfriend, you know, they're trying to set her up with. And, you know, when she hears like, oh, she's kind of weird and crazy. Well, to them she is, but in her head, she's like freaking the fuck out. And <laughs> I think that uh, Alison Brie played it very well. I It was very believable. Um, really felt sympathetic for her because she was just going through some shit. And correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> really you're was. typically not an Alison Brie fan of the other things that I, I, I mean, like she's... that you watch or that I make you watch. You, you know. Yeah, she's fine. She doesn't leave much of an impact for, on me in terms of comedy things. I think she's really terrible in that in that show, which does not fit for her. Community for her. is great. Like, that's not that's not that's not a role suited for her in my eyes. I think she does better with the little bit more dramatic things. Um, the way that they used other characters in this to really speed along the digression, if you want to call it, of her mind was really great. Like they used Ron. You know, she stalked him to his house. <laughs> yes, yes, she what? does. <laughs> she doesn't even know that she ripped up her kitchen floor so Ron would come and and <laughs> fix it. Like, yeah. like. That's, it's sickening. Like, it's sad that, you know, she's gotten to this point and, you know, Joan doesn't understand the the magnitude of what's going on and tries to calm her down and uh, really spooky scenes in there. We'll talk about those scenes, I'm sure. But, like, I, I know I'm gushing over it, but she really did a great job. I really thought that was the best choice for the character, you know, how she interacted with Darren and had that freak out in the cemetery like it was just it was brilliant it was really good um you know i don't want to knock away all the other characters but i mean she's the one that that left the most impact on me and everybody else became secondary to her but in a good way because that's what we needed them to be was secondary in this um so i'm gonna i'm gonna give them a four for the characters 
Yeah, on board with you guys. This movie rises and falls with Alison Brie's performance, and she is one of her better roles I've seen her in. I really like her, and as in general, um, she she nails it. Uh, I guess unlike you guys, I I I kind of got the crazy vibe pretty early on, like. Uh, the ho- when she's first talking to the girl who's riding her horse in the beginning, right there, I'm already like, okay, she's fucking, she's gonna do some shit. Like she's she's like this, she's gonna unravel because the way she's just like. Oh. Well, here's the thing: if you the 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 term horse girl, okay, like the name everyone of the movie. <laughs> knows, oh, everyone knows a horse girl. Like, <laughs> They're called equestrians. <laughs> that's not yeah, what, that's we not are called this... equestrians. Yeah, Jess is an is is not... amateur equestrian. <laughs> that's not what the stereotype is, though. No, I, no, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. We all you know, know that girl. All... Nothing against that girl. I have friends who are that girl from, from back home. They're great, but I know what you mean. So that's what you know. If if you well, for people that don't know what that means, you know, for someone who's shy and loves horses. <laughs> and just like an all-around quirky person like that's what that's what i picked up in the beginning not necessarily mental illness yeah i'm with nicole it's the way that she's chasing down that girl and then she's like all right i'm gonna go to my mom now like right there like like there i'm like and i think i turned to you i'm like why is she at the barn what is her like she doesn't have a horse anymore she doesn't know this, this girl doesn't know her other than I bought the horse. I from thought you. she was one of the instructors. How can you tell so soon? I just it didn't feel that like she that. Liked be- well, I knew she didn't have a horse, but I just thought she was one of those people that just hang out in the barns because they like horses. But why? Is that, people- that a, is why that a type everyone- of person? I've never heard of that. The horse girl. Yeah, horse girl. Well, I know I the people I knew who hung out with horses owned or rented out horses. No, but like volunteer. Uh, I didn't because she wasn't. She That's was. That's what disi- I got from it too. Because she was distant from those other two, those other two people, the older dude and the other lady who was like, "No, oh, I got, I can brush her. Let me, let me take care of her." Yeah. Why uh, do they not like her? They just want to get because rid of she's. Her. Because she's a weirdo, and I think they already know that, and I and that's why I get that impression earlier. Whatever, we're harping too much on this first five minutes. Um, so as and like I said, my favorite part, but not really, because that's what's setting up the movie. Yeah, I mean, yes, but all all, all we're disagreeing on is when we start to suspect we're crazy. I suspected it quickly, like very quickly. You guys expected it probably more when the director intended for you to do it. After the um, the first dream, I guess, where they're laying in the white room. After that, that's when things start to escalate. That's when she sees Braun, yeah. uh, and that's when you know the the, the, car, the the floor gets torn up, and her her obsession with the TV show in- intensifies, and her crafts intensifies. She makes a bunch of god's eyes and little anklets, and uh, good good character quirks. Um, but yeah, from from that first dream all the way through the hospital, that whole mm, that's like a nice juicy forty five minutes of the movie. That's the best stuff for me. I love, and this is playing on the characters because she's great throughout the whole thing. Even in the parts I don't like the movie, she's great the whole time. The characters that she has to play off of are the best in that middle third because they have to they have to show like you're my friend or you're my roommate or you're my coworker or whatever their relationship is, and then they have to act and be like oh 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 no like the I, my favorite version of that is her and darren where nicole i think Brent briefly mentioned it they're talking over dinner and already i mean from the beginning when she first meets darren darren's like a nice guy mm-hmm. he's on the rebound he's talkative he's a little he's, he's a little weird himself but not at the same level obviously uh but they're talking at dinner and she's like i think 
aliens are following me and I think uh, I think I might be cloned or something and he's like feeding into it thinking it's like uh huh he's just trying to keep the date alive right yeah. he funny first date kind of shit like oh yeah like Bigfoot and Loch Ness that shit's crazy and then she's like yes you understand and then I, I think I did a call like oh no oh no poor Darren something's gonna happen to Darren <laughs> and so this is when uh, yeah she, she takes her stocking of Ron to the next level takes her there then goes to the cemetery, for- forces him to drive to the cemetery, and he's already like, eh, kind of getting a little weirded out. And this is where it's completely, from here on out, off the rails. She's like, we just gotta dig up my dead mother, and then we can compare <laughs> our DNAs, and then we can, we can find out for sure if I'm actually a clone. And she's dead serious, and her hair is, and her eyes are wide, and like, oh, it's great. It's And then, you know, then we get more and more crazy stuff. Her ending up naked in the store, thinking she was just in her shower, because, you know, she's she's losing her shit. Uh, the time the time stuff, the six oh two to six oh four thing. Um, she actually ends up in the hospital after the after the naked thing, and then the whole last third gets even crazier. And I guess we'll save that for maybe visual and sound resonance and feel. But um, that's another four for me. Especially that middle that middle chunk is great. I really got into the movie there. Um, mm-hmm. The visual and sound. Back to you, Nicole. What do you think of that? Yeah, vi- the visuals are what also carry this. M- this movie just as much as as Allison Brie does like you know we have her as this really quirky um unfortunately mentally uh unstable person but the thing the world around her is really egging her on like this I mean just some of the symbols that uh, I'm thinking of you know this tv show that's so realistic to her and um you know what she's starting to base her life off of and um, you know, that just becomes like her Bible almost. <laughs> and it's, it's scary because you know, that, that happens in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know Brennan said earlier, you know, the, our, our, their symbolism of our, of our medium woman, um, you know, with the, with the sage and you think she's going to go to her and she rips off the business card and just uses the sage. <laughs> right. And she just burns it. And she's like the whole apartment's <laughs> full of smoke and the room comes from like, Oh, oh my that's God. when she has yeah. to realize, Oh fuck. She's nuts. Like that's, uh, I definitely thought she was going to come back again and she's going to go get her, uh, a tarot card read and never I happened. did suspect that as well. Too. Well, she, I, but she did come scene. back. She did come back throughout the rest of the movie as the peach sheets. That was yes, that, she was exactly, there exactly. Yeah. Exactly, that's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, she was there the whole time. She was there in the mental institution. She was there in her house. She was wrapped around her. You know, when she was naked in the craft store, they wrapped her in the peach fabric. Like that, she was there. So it's supposed to like protect you or whatever she said. Yeah, exactly. I think there may, if there wasn't a cut scene, they didn't want one, and they just kind of wanted to to push her in through those you know pieces so you know that was really interesting i'm still trying to figure out the symbolism of the horse because you know we do get a scene at the end with the horse and i can't figure that out yet but um i don't really think i want to because it was just really weird but (laughs) (laughs) um that's what strikes me the most i don't really quite remember any any music or sounds besides what we actually get as music which like the dance party scene and (laughs) um you know she's just so pathetic (laughs) (laughs) and just you know her roommates laughing at her and she's not used to this type of attention and everything like they just did a great job of of everything with it 
oh man, I mean, there are some more visuals we can talk about. I'll let you guys talk about, you know, the rest of what we, what you thought, but, um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 3.5. What do you got, Jess? Uh, so I don't know. Visuals didn't, weren't too strong for me here. Um, there weren't any music or any specific things that I saw that really stood out. Um, I think I'm going to go back to my favorite section, which was the first third and the visuals I liked there. Um, I just love the way she dresses just because it's so old school and it's just so weird. So when she wears like her grandma's outfits or <laughs> the way she does her hair, just old stuff like that and her the way her room's decorated and her crafts um, and things that make her her, I think, are the strongest visuals. I love how you like the first third where you thought you were like her, and then once you realize she's nuts, you're like, oh, I don't want to be like her anymore, never mind. <laughs> yeah. The things that I hated was the very last scene that Nicole touched upon, where it just got really 80s sci-fi-ish, and I was like, this, these are the kind of movies I really dislike, so um, not good there, but uh, holding close to what I did like... Um, were those parts and I like I, I think I said before I, I really like the hospital scenes um I liked how the whole room was set up um mm-hmm. her interaction with the therapist I think was probably like my second favorite scene um but other than that like I, was there even any music here like I, I really don't remember any music besides the dance party during like dream sequence stuff there was like this kind of like um oh you're right there was like, like, like that awkward tone. ticking like now there's yeah, like yeah. a like a quirky guitar ticking kind of thing. Oh, you're right. There is a ticking. It's during especially during um where she sleepwalks out to like the phone booth or is it a phone booth or a toll toll phone toll or something like that. What are those called? It's a phone booth. <laughs> but it wasn't the booth. It was like the wall. It was like the wall of pay phones, you know. It wasn't like a booth. Whatever. You get what I'm saying? Oh my god. Yeah, there was an eerie guitarish kind of stringy noise. And I, I think I, that part actually was creative. I, I did like that. Um, but not enough to get us a good score. So I'm going to end with a 2-5 to be generous. That last scene, I knew you are going to have problems nope, with the yeah. way that looks. I know that's not you don't like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, so the vi- visual and sound. Uh, I, I, I like Nicole talking about the symbolism. I, I was going to yeah talk about that. that um that sheet thing in Resonance and Field, but you, you beat me to that. That was a, a good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like the way pretty much everything looks. Uh, you know, it's not made to be flashy and over the top, but I think in the beginning does a good job of setting up what you think is going to be a quiet indie thing. The middle plays like a, a psycho thriller, and the end plays like an experimental art film. So I think each, each ch- chunk of the movie is told visually well and when we do we do get some of the alien dream sequence stuff i like some of those visual choices in there um i, I i'll give it a uh, i guess i'll give it a three five like a like i'm down the middle slightly above and i'll go into this ending part here let's talk about this ending ending so she's uh, allowed to leave the hospital after 72 hours again she thinks it's only been 24 hours because uh you know, time's fucked time up. Well, she <laughs> foreshadowed that. She foreshadowed that when she talked about her mom being left out after 24 hours in a mental institution too. And died oh, her, being homeless. Her, her, gra- <laughs> yeah, her grandmother. And we get the yeah. We I guess we haven't really talked about the mom and the grandmother too much. Um. So so she she has this old picture of her grandmother. It's 
looks just like her. Probably what just talking about that um, dressing like her and stuff. It's it's all a remembrance thing. Uh, and this is when she starts to get the cloning idea when we talked about earlier, where she wanted to dig up her her dead mother and do that whole thing. Um, so that's like one part of it. Another part is the alien part. She thinks she's being abducted by aliens because the um, the white room that she's dreaming of, and she sees uh, she sees Ron, and then later she sees this other girl she's who. Just like- like, um, Slender Man in there or something. Yeah, I want to talk about... That was part of the visual <laughs> sound thing I talked about. When when the the alien's in, like, the big room and he's, like, waving his fingers around and that's, like, what the chopping is or whatever. Like, to like always he's the silhouette to, like, the other silhouettes. Well, okay. So, on top of that, let me ask you this. Like, there's, there's a lot of things in the movie that provide evidence and then there's a lot of things that don't provide evidence like so the things that i'm still confused on i mean i'm sure all of us are confused on but um when we first get the large scratches on the wall and then she does she has the scratches in her car after she falls asleep in it Mm um you know that's not that's never resolved but i think that the only explanation for the bruises is that there's aliens tickling her belly. <laughs> and also, <laughs> she, um, oh my god, what was the other thing that I was going to say? Oh, when she was talking to Joan in the office and she picks up the phone and she hears the echo of Joan talking before yes. she talks. Yes, oh, I love oh, that. Yeah. And that like, was great. What the fuck is going on? Like, do I believe her? Is there really aliens taking over her DNA? <laughs> what's happening i know there are a lot of open questions but frankly i don't really care to get them answered anyway (laughs) if i really liked the movie i'd probably honed in on it more but i'm completely okay with not knowing (laughs) what actually happened so the end the ending is ambiguous and there are clues I, i say there's clues one way and then there's like thought the other so the clues you already mentioned a couple some more clues that comes through so I, I don't even know how to talk about the dream sequence at the end she has the shit wrapped up around her she she bangs darren but then it turns into other darren and she's in like a, oh yeah like a hall- oh my she's god she's in like a hallway underground that. um she's she ends up stealing the horse at the from the thing and then the end end is she's but you're missing a whole part of i'm missing tons (laughs) of stuff but i'm trying to just i mean what am i missing one of the one of the most important things that you're missing is when she wakes up from the dream in the institution and she talks to her her roommate and the roommate you know is like leave me alone you're weird and then she said but i see this dream with a with a um what is a ramp a white ramp and she goes how do you know about that and we're all like what (laughs) (laughs) does ron see the ramp i don't know we didn't talk to her they sent the wrong guy at the plumbing company so we'll never know what ron saw but but so there's also the dream sequence where she's in the house filling it with sage or no she comes home after like breaking out or whatever and uh goes into her house and that's the first time we see the girl from the dream outside the dream and she's her roommate in the house she's nikki but she's not she's not the girl from the dream and and then after that in reality in quotation that's when we see her for the first time and now she really is her roommate but it's in the fucking place not in their their lowly apartment so yeah and she actually wasn't her roommate at all because she didn't really exist. Well, we don't know if she did. we don't know if she what? didn't really exist. I think well, no, she did. I thought that I thought the therapist kind of was like, 
Oh, the therapist said, "Don't talk to your, don't listen to your." He said, "Don't listen to what your roommate says." And then he said, "She said, what's wrong with her? Or you don't believe me or something?" He goes, "I don't know who you were." That's a good thing, Jess. Oh, I thought. I was thinking he kind of played along with it, and he knew like she didn't have a roommate. Like, oh, I don't know. I guess she could have. He could have because the roommate's also crazy. The whatever she's saying. Oh, I thought the roommate. roommate, uh, Yeah, I thought the therapist was implying she never had a roommate. Like she just made that up. That's interesting. I never even thought thought that. I thought for sure she had a roommate, and the therapist was saying it's not good for patients to like listen because he says something like that. He's just like it's not. You're not supposed to listen to other patients' advice. I think Jess is on the right path because if that roommate had the same thing going. Going on, you know, the roommate said she fell asleep in the '90s and just woke up, and she was in modern day, and that's yes. exactly what Sarah is feeling too. Now she feels, you know, confirmed that she's her grandma. Like this could happen right. to anybody. So perhaps she was talking to herself or something. But the message still oh, isn't clear man. here because we've got cloning, we've got aliens, and then at the end we are thrown <laughs> in. We got thrown in time loop because she at the end she's like, I'm convinced I'm in a time loop, which isn't the same thing as cloning or aliens. It's or not. Unless the, unless That's the aliens what I was are confused doing the cloning too. and putting her in the time loop, whatever. But so and th- so we get but now here we get more hints at the end that the time loop theory is correct because we see the little backside of the horse walk by the store. Oh, and she's in we the We see store. Molly Shannon look out the window and ah, see the, the horse's the, the horse's ass. And that was from the beginning. That exact shot was from the from the oh very beginning God. of the movie. And they end yeah. in the field just like they began in the field. So that leads credence to the to the the um the the, the time, time the time loop theory. Yeah. And there's also time the loop. Yeah, but the and then there's also the mistreatment of time. Then there's also the possibility that she is just crazy. This is all an unreliable narrator point of view. And she's been in the uh, Place. mental institution this whole time. This whole at least this last third, if not. She's the never whole had Debbie time. Ryan roommate. She just made all this shit up, or maybe she had her in the Well past, that's possible. Like, maybe maybe I, I yeah. yeah okay I guess that could be I was thinking more like once she showed up naked well, what are the, the, store, the scratches are what are bothering me the most because yeah everything else they give us some sort of indication like I said they give us some evidence she had her her bruised belly maybe there were fucking aliens scratching her who knows but <laughs> well it was the same what? scratch marks I think that's supposed to say like something else is did she this the alien the that's clawing at things and she well at her wall when Paul Reiser comes and gets her from the from the tow truck place she has a mini flashback because her car got towed that uh she was in the car driving it and just left it on the side of the road until it ran out of gas remember they said they ran out of gas so yeah she thinks that that's when that's her first inclination of maybe i was cloned and i don't remember or maybe the aliens got me and put me in here and i don't remember that but she did the scratching when she was outside of ron's house and she fell asleep at ron's house she did she fell asleep outside of Ron's house as he was watching him eat dinner, and then she woke up like in the pitch black. He was gone, and they showed her moonroof open, all of her windows open, oh, and these giant yep. scratches on her roof. Yeah, but I don't think that means she did it. Yeah, not necessarily. But who did it? My same family. person did they the were, wall. They were the same scratches that were in the wall. There well, was that like leads long, long to the fingers. Right. The, lo- the aliens have long fingers. They're doing the thing in the dream, remember? They're doing the tickling thing on I the know, stomach. Please, oh, fucking <laughs> I don't even like this movie enough to keep make, like pinching at these theories. Dude, that's what annoys me, Jess, is that you... I, I, this is not a great movie, like, technically, but the fact you could talk this much about it, that is... That's... that's that's more value than, because your, none than, than of, your goddamn jump scare movies. Own, like, you have three facts, and we're trying to string them all together. 
But are they they, facts, Jess? They they, they have, they give you little clues and nuggets and like all these big ideas. And I like that. It's, 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 I wish I could walk out and slam the door right now, but we're not even in the same room. (laughs) 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 One final thing before we go to residence and feel there is another, there's one last clue that I noticed that's already been answered that leads to the whole, she was just crazy the whole time thing is that when she leaves the hospital in that final big journey where she gets like the ninja suit made of made of the fabric on, she watches herself <laughs> leave and from the window, and that's the only time in the whole movie where we see two Alice and Breeze in one shot. Sometimes she thinks of herself in other places, but that's the only I time we see that. her. So she watched. She was still standing in the institution. Right. We watch her walk out, and then we pan up to the window, and she's standing right there, looking out the window. So. So obviously, we can disregard everything that happened after that scene as not being real. Of course, you could say that, but then the time loop thing at the end. How would that have happened? (laughs) She gets abducted by aliens at the end, or maybe she doesn't. The the horse is free. Uh, In that poor dress. Resonance and feel. Debbie the- Ryan cared about the dress, and she didn't even care about the dress. What do you think of the resonance and feel, Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this sparked some conversation, even though Justin didn't want to talk about it. But <laughs> I no, mean, she would rather watch the to- turning again because that's much more <laughs> fun to talk about. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> I was literally—I um, think of the time I was like, "There's nothing to talk about. This is just awful." And then this one, we just had 20 minutes of like, oh, what, "What happened?" And like, that's way more. That's just more, I could give you like <laughs> like banana, blue, and elephant, and we can like make up a story and talk about it. That's kind of like good. It'd thing. be way more interesting scratches, than the thirty. <laughs> scratches, orange, and aliens is basically what we're talking about. Because all the facts were given. <laughs> You put a good performance in there and some interesting side characters and a general loose plot. You got yourself a movie. <laughs> Bad movie. Um, I mean, it's definitely strange. That's I can say that for sure. I know that our jaws were kind of on the floor a little bit at the end of this. Like, what the fuck did we just watch? Did not see it taking the route that it took. So, um, I mean, it definitely sparked conversation with us, and I appreciate that. I like something I can think about and, you know converse with others and see their side i mean jessica just gave me a whole new outlook on this so pretty neat um i mean when i say that it was something really deep no it's really it's kind of childish but in a good way i liked i liked it i thought it was kind of weird i would never watch it again because it freaked me out but um the uh the talking ahead of the talking you you like gripped me you're like oh no we were squeezing we were hand squeezing a little bit in that in this one like i was i wanted something to me to make sense it didn't make sense quite enough at the end of course there was i wanted some clear answers was she was there really aliens or whatever but you know what i did like about this though they showed a crazy person and she doesn't murder anybody when was the last time you saw a crazy person in a movie not murder somebody that's pretty good. yeah i kind of thought the boyfriend was gonna die but me too and when he didn't die that's that's a great choice because well that's why they were showing what real mental illness is yes yes i like that too because yeah oh crazy people don't all just go out and murder somebody that's not how that's not how mental illness works so yeah and just how difficult it is to you know to express yourself to others especially when you're in somewhere like a mental institution and 
you're trying to explain to the psychiatrist what you're seeing and they already think you're crazy. What's the point of even explaining? You know, it's just, it's a sad thing, sad reality that a lot of people face. And, you know, they made it, they made it a little glamorized in this, but it, I thought it was okay. Um, I'm going to just going to give it a three. All right. What do you got, Jess? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm, I think my resonance is going to stick with, the beginning part, as I keep referring to, because that's when the movie made sense and I kind of liked it. Um, uh, everything else <laughs> didn't make sense and I didn't like. So I think I that being said, I'm, I, 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 I'm done, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, 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 we talked a lot about this movie. I, I'm not saying this is a great movie. It's not. It's it's barely a good movie. <laughs> Um, but it's close. It's close to a really. It's close. It's close to a great movie. Um, I, I think if you don't have an ambiguous ending and you actually make a confident choice in how to end this movie, it would have been better. Uh, it would have paid off the middle part that I love so much. Um, and you know, it's anchored by strong performances. It's it, there is something pretty rewatchable about this. I wouldn't be surprised if down the line. When I have some downtime, I mean, I rarely watch rewatch movies anymore because I'm trying to watch so many new ones. But this this has a rewatchability factor for it for me. It's still not a good movie. It's it's I mean, it's not like a good good movie, but oh wow, like I don't know, like um, like a four for Resonance and Feel. Thought about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I about you were it a talking kind of low, and then you were like, yeah, but a four. <laughs> no, because it's not because just because you know you know I like bold taking chance doing new things movies and this does all this this goes for it it tries it tries really hard and that's i will always give a movie credit trying really hard than one that's just safe formulaic and dumb so you know i i, I would much rather a move a, more movies like this a varying quality because the really bad ones are just awesome to make fun of and then the really good ones are my favorite movies and then the ones like this that are kind of in the middle they still have something to glean um Overall recommends. Uh, I'll start with. Uh, I guess I'll go easy first. Jess, would you recommend Horse Girl? <laughs> would not recommend Horse Girl. I'm probably gonna forget most of what we talked about like next week. Um. <laughs> to be fair, for our top five show, you remembered like two movies from this year, <laughs> and then you just yeah, no, my in movie the memory <laughs> is yeah, my movie memory is very bad in general, and this is not gonna help it in any way. Um, I think I already <laughs> forgot like. Half the stuff you guys said, and I watched it two days ago. I don't think they did a good enough job piecing together or leaving an open ending. Unlike some movies, you're like, hmm, I wonder what really happened. I really don't care what really happened. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with being confused and not thinking about this again. So I'm not going to recommend this. Nicole? Yeah, no, I feel that. I get that way with movies all the time, so I I totally understand that. Um, this one, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's really a weird fucking movie, like really weird. And I was not expecting what I saw. And well, when we were done watching it, I'm like, that was really dumb. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> you said that after but, every movie we see, though. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> Even ones you recommend, you're like, I don't know. I hated this, it, but I recommend yeah. it. <laughs> this one has just that little bit of quality of total bizarreness that was intriguing enough to for me to recommend to somebody yeah um i guess i'm the strongest on this movie uh again don't want to don't want to argue that it's going to it's it didn't blow me away and even though it sounds like it really wasn't good no it, it wasn't was just weird it wasn't a great movie i mean it's and uh, I, I didn't even mention before allison brie co-wrote this with the director is this her first writing 
credit for a movie. Oh, that definitely God, has no. a that, I think that has a lot to do with it because this this has that first yeah. time writer like vomit it all does. over the page, lots <laughs> of big ideas, don't know how to pull it all together. But at the same time, what detracts from the writing piece adds to the strength of her performance because she wrote this. This must be very personal to her and we all said she's the best part of this movie, her performance at the center of it all. She must so, have been abducted by aliens at some point. So I think her, her oh, I was strength... thinking she probably was the horse girl. <laughs> oh, she might have been the horse girl. <laughs> I think uh, I think her strength as being the lead in this and drawing all that complexity into her character, like Nicole said, um, is also detracted by the overall writing of the end and the bigger themes because, you know, she... She's a writing debut. So, uh, yeah, it's a recommend for me. Uh, people who watch a lot of movies like me and are tired of bland, boring, same, safe nonsense, at least this is different. At least it's trying. Um, and if you like Alice and Brie, you're going to love this. So, or you're going to like it enough. So, yeah, easy, pretty easy recommend for me. Um, so, two recommends, one not recommend for Horse Girl on Netflix for for those who want to get in there. Uh, send us thoughts on this one. This is one I, I don't always care about your thoughts. This is one I care about the thoughts a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Show your colors. Jeez. Well, you know, like, don't tell me if you like Gretel and Hansel. Like, you know, we, we talked about that, but, like, you know, whatever. No one cares about that. This, I, I, I'm very <laughs> curious about theories. I'm very curious about all kinds of weird stuff because... You know, there's there's just something to talk. This is a movie where we talk, or a show where we talk about movies, so we need something to talk about, uh, and this this provides that. So uh, yeah, there you go. We are going to be doing what do we got coming up? Sonic the Hedgehog. That'll be great. Um, can't wait for Jess and I to review that. Jess, getting pumped. Oh my god, that's gonna be fun. Getting pumped. Uh, we've got. I'm gonna be having just, so like, much fun. Watching get my that Sega night. out and just play some Sonic right before <laughs> I watch this. As a, you're not recommending this one. You just wait till we uh, till we get to Sonic. Um, we've got uh, what else do we have? We have Fantasy Island. Um, yikes! Uh, what else? We, we're doing some streaming stuff uh, just because theaters getting a little bit light towards the end of the month. We want to give ourselves a break from. I mean, the theater reviews honestly so far this year have not been stellar. There've been some okay ones, but uh, if you have anything to recommend to us, we have slots open in March, April coming up. Films with the women in my life on Facebook. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I think my account should be uh, unfrozen by this point. I don't need to go into all that, but I've been off Instagram for about a, for some time now due to some fucking bullshit shit. I'm not talking about. Uh, <laughs> underscore pod host on Instagram is me. And uh, if you want to email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. That is all the housekeeping for now, I think. Uh, thank you guys for being on for Horse yes. Girl. Thank you. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.